When my father first told me about the cosmos, astronomers didn't know about quasars or black holes or pulsars. They didn't know that most of the matter in the universe is not the atoms that make up stars, planets, and people, but rather a mysterious, invisible substance known as dark matter. They knew that the universe was expanding, but had no idea that the expansion is accelerating, driven by an equally mysterious force known as dark energy. And they didn't know the answer to perhaps the oldest questions of all. Do planets orbit distant stars? Do any of them harbor life? Is the human species alone in the universe? It wasn't that astronomers and physicists hadn't tried to answer these questions, but planets around other stars are excruciatingly hard to see. They lie tens of trillions or even hundreds of trillions of miles away. Stars appear tiny when you look up into the night sky, but planets are far tinier and far dimmer. Finding planets around even the nearest stars turned out to be so difficult that hunting for distant worlds had become a fringe area of astronomy. Anyone who thought he or she could figure out how to do such a thing shouldn't be taken very seriously. All of that changed in 1995, however, when Swiss astronomers found the very first planet orbiting a sun-like star. In 1996... American astronomers found several more. The Americans, especially, had staked their careers on finding planets. The Swiss were working on other things as well, and they hadn't gotten a lot of respect. But once this small handful of pioneers had shown it was possible to find planets, their colleagues quickly changed their attitudes and started looking too. Over the next decade and a half, the number of known worlds beyond our own solar system would climb into the tens, then the hundreds, then to more than a thousand. But the ultimate goal of finding a mere Earth, a planet of about the same size as our home planet, with the right mix of land and ocean and temperature so that life might have established a foothold and gone on to thrive, remained just out of reach. It won't be out of reach for long, though. By early 2012, it was clear that a mirror Earth was finally within astronomers' grasp. It likely would be only months rather than years before astronomers would be able to take my father's dying words one step further by declaring, A mirror Earth goes around a sun-like star, and here's where it is. Five billion years ago, the Milky Way didn't look much different than it does today. It was, and remains, an enormous pinwheel some 500 quadrillion miles across, made up of hundreds of billions of stars, rotating once every 200 million years or so. Between the stars lay immense, swirling clouds of gas and dust, and every so often one of these clouds would begin to collapse under its own gravity. The collapse might be triggered by a shock wave from a supernova, a star ending its life in a titanic explosion, or it might be caused by the blast of radiation from a hot blue supergiant star, or simply by the gravity of a star lumbering by. Once it started, the cloud kept falling in on itself, getting smaller and denser, 
spinning faster and faster and, because of the spin, flattening itself out like a pancake. When it was about five billion miles across, one one-thousandth of its original size, and one hundred million miles or so thick, the cloud was dense enough and spinning so fast that gravity could no longer force it to shrink any further. Particles of iron, nickel, and silicates, molecules made of oxygen and silicon, collided and stuck together and began to grow larger.